Welcome to the Diversity on the Hill podcast with Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Curcio. Here are the ground rules for our conversation. Respect one another. Openness. No assumptions allowed. Mistakes are welcome. And let's grow together. Enjoy the conversation. Welcome, everybody, to the Diversity on the Hill podcast. This is PJ. He's sitting next to me as usual. Well, usually he's in front of me, but he's next to me right now. <laughs> I'm to his left. What? I said I'm to his left. It's PK. Okay. PK to the left. Go ahead. PK to the left. And then we'll just go around the circle. Back again. PG. Yeah. Let's go. This is Jay Wu. Mm-hmm. C-Mass. Yeah. T-Nud. He's got a new name. This is a new podcast. Look at him. I like how you're owning this, Tapes. All right, right, let's go. So that half is the, (laughs) like the first initial kind of cool last name part. Yeah. All right, okay. I like T-Nut. It's it's cool. I like it. So, hey, everybody. We hope you enjoyed our last podcast with all of us guys. We know we went deep into the woods with some financial stuff. And we're going to try to wrap up a little bit here with this episode. Try to wrap up some financial stuff because Curcio has some stuff he left on the table. Oh, yes, I did. He, he, he I appreciate some that. Now, I do want to say something. Our fellow, some of our fellow youth pastors here were definitely uncomfortable with our conversation because <laughs> they're not used to what we do. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Right. We're just glad so that, that we want to remind our listeners what we do. We try to have conversations. Look. He's leaving. Jay was leaving. <laughs> that phone's are what off. you're talking about. <laughs> he's he's no, out. I, I didn't say who it was. Oh, man. I, I didn't say who it was. was you I'm not going to take the bait. Up. You I'm just above gave that. yourself up. You just gave yourself up, bro. <laughs> Anyhow, so remind him, what is it that we do here on, on so the Rest on the Hill? Our, it's our a bullying podcast. <laughs> conversations. Each other. Especially if we have different views, we love to have those conversations. And it's not for... We're not trying to do it for controversial reasons or even to bring up things. We're trying to mimic conversations because we believe the best way to understand someone is have a conversation with them yep many times especially in today's society what we do is we shut each other off we're afraid to talk about the hard stuff we don't want to talk politics we don't want to talk religion guess what we do that all here and we try to do it in a civil way and we just try to have conversations and sometimes it makes us uncomfortable i know many times i've opened my mouth and been like ah, i don't want to say this uh, because Same. I know there's other people listening yeah uh so but anyways we're just going to share what we feel comfortable with and have a conversation and that is our goal. So we mimic it. A lot of these guys have no idea what we're going to talk about. And when you when you don't know it, it's, it's hard. Even it's more fun. More. It's more fun. Is it for more you? More fun. A little more comfortable. Yeah, I don't think it's fun for all these guys, though. It's all right. But Not again, everyone. we also hear from you at the Why do you keep throwing darts, bro? <laughs> Why don't we talk about that? All right, let's do it. Let's talk about it. Hold on, hold we on. Talk about we everything. talk about everything. Wait, I want to say. Wait, I just want to call. I said your name. I want to say we just I'm, need I'm to talk. taking up for the people that you looked no. at. Oh, okay. on this we just side need of the to table. call him boss. It's easy. Uh, <laughs> just ball. That's an inside ball. joke. Now who's oh. uncomfortable? Anyhow, boss. and we also hear from you right at diversity on the hill at gmail.com and also on the IG at diversity on the hill. So we're gonna go straight on the hill just so we can tie up loose ends and then move on because we have another topic that is just like. Man, which I really, really want to get to. Yeah, I'm not sure we're going to talk about it this episode, but we will. We're going to wrap this up right. pretty quick, uh, right? Ah, okay, Look, go ahead, go I, ahead. I brought it up, so I'll shut it down. All go right, so here's, here's the idea, guys. So I was trying to get to the to the point where there are some unspoken pressures, if you will, that are attributed to us because of our title and what we do. So, for instance, there are some conferences, I'm not going to name them, where they require their pastors to have their kids in Christian education. Now, I'm a big supporter of Christian education. 
All right. I am a product of Seventh-day Adventist Christian education. But in some cases and some instances, Seventh-day Adventist Christian education can be expensive. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's like, oh, but, but you guys get a discount. Sure. But that kind of help doesn't always constitute the help that we need based on what the pay is. And some of these conferences, right, take some other liberties to say, you know, we, no, they don't take liberties. It's understood that pastors don't moonlight either. Right. So there's some of these pressures. Moonlighting, you mean have another job. Having a job. Thank you for clarifying. So, so there is that added element to the conversation Mm -hmm. where we do have some responsibilities based on where we serve and what we do that are sometimes not talked about, but they are expected. So as one of the guys brought up, there are some expectations, you know, there are some people who say, well, um, if the pastor is really a missionary, then his house can't be bigger than mine. And if the pastor is really a missionary, his car can't be better than mine. And all of these different things, right? And we are blessed differently and everyone treats their blessings differently. And I think that that's also part of the conversation that we have to bear in mind when some pastors are saying, you know what? I think there's some additional remuneration based on the responsibilities or the expectations that are placed upon my position and where I'm serving that need to be addressed. So that's all I was, I was trying to get at, that that does exist. So I don't want to discredit those who say, well, what am I to do if I can't afford it? Right. It's not like there's some, quote unquote, additional help for them to afford it. Mm-hmm. So that's where I, I could only speak to my story. And I, I often disagree with you on some of this stuff. Yeah, we do. Because personally, if you're feeling some if it's a requirement by the conference. OK, I get it. Sometimes we talk about expectations that it doesn't matter what other people's expectations are of you. Sure. You, you do what God has called you to do. It doesn't matter expectations, even if it's from your conference, as long if, if it's uh, a requirement, fired. if it's a requirement, mm-hmm. I understand if it's just an expectation you feel I, that's, that to me is I've heard other people say that. And it, I know people have felt expectations there said I have to do this when they really don't have to do it. And so and, and understand, I've once again, this is my story. And I know we disagree on some on, on some of this stuff. No, it's fine. Again, we can still have the conversation. Yeah, right? yeah. In the end, still love you. Nothing changes. Yeah. I'm just saying there are some additional elements to it that. And, and like, I think there's less expectations today than there was, you know, years ago. I do feel like mm. that has changed over time. A, a lot because now, I, I would say we've come a long way because. At least when I was a kid growing up, I remember the pastors talking about a lot more expectations that were set upon them about baptism numbers. Oh, yeah. Or in gathering. Or their wife couldn't work. Or their wife had to be a part of their ministry. Or their wife couldn't do this. And now, for the most part, I know there's conferences that are different. (laughs) For the most part, those pressures are not there anymore. Mm -hmm. Even from the, the conference, I remember when I was hired and put in my first uh, district, um, Steve Rose. I don't know if you guys remember Steve Rose. Mm-hmm. He was our my regional ministerial director at the time. When we were meeting at my first board meeting, he, he made it clear. He's like, I want everyone here to know that Josh is our employee, not his wife. Mm-hmm. You know, nice. I, yeah. And I always appreciated that. Of course. Like, so even from like even from leadership, I think there's a lot less. Even though there's still some of that, I agree with you. Um, there's a lot less expectations than and, and some past. of those expectations are. I'll be honest with you. Our own reading into that, 
at times. I have seen that where people's like, oh, they expect this of me. No one has said it. Just, just go and be true to you. And that's it. That's all you can do. There, people, and even if they are there, those expectations, if they don't tell it to you, like we can't be guided by someone else's implied things. Right. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. And again, and there are those members that also have their expectations and that can also bring some other challenges. But again, we're blessed here in North America. No questions asked. And we, like I mentioned last week, are receiving a livable wage. And we're doing our livable wage is a lot better than some people around the world. And that's all right. And this is a mission. And we need to learn, even us as pastors, to have faith in God and understand that just like he provides for others, he'll provide for us. And I think that's good. where I like to wrap it up. Oh, no, I was just going to open another, another door. Oh, no. you were going to open it's another a wrap. door. For, no, for, it's a wrap. But for another time, I'd love to hear you guys talk about, because I wonder if you have different views on this, but the requirement of employees to return a tithe, which I actually agree with. Like teachers and pastors are required and are checked on in most conferences mm -hmm. to pay tithe. I love it. I agree with it. But I'd love to hear you guys talk about it sometime. That's well, just I the other door. Yeah, Maybe no, there's no. nothing to talk about. I have talked with teachers and pastors that are that don't like the requirement. They'll still return it. They don't like the requirement. But we don't have to go there now. Oh, no, I, I'm, yeah. I'm for it. <laughs> okay. Cool. We're going to take a break. Let, let's take a break, and then we'll get into the next one, which is a, another kind of heavy topic that, right. that many of us are scared to talk about. But I feel like it's important to talk about. Let's do it. Take a break. Here we go. One, two, three, break. We are. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Good. Good. It's a good nap. All right. <laughs> I think everyone in this circle likes sports, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. 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 All right. So, what's let's go. Let's start the conversation to get everyone involved. T Nud, what's your favorite sport? Do you only get to pick one? You only get to pick one. If you could only. <laughs> what, playing or watching? I like this guy. Oh, all right. Right. Playing, playing or watching? Playing or watching? Okay. Playing or watching? Right. You could do this. Oh, that's. Oh, I'll just. I'll, I'll no, one it. of each. If you could play one sport, only one sport for the rest of your life, what it would be? If you could watch only one sport, which would it be? Golf. Play. He said a sport. Golf play. Golf play. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Golf play. He already knew what he was going to say. He I mean, he's a really good he golfer. He's a really good golfer. He's a good golfer. He likes wrestling. Hi, Tabor. Bring it on, Tabor. <laughs> um, golf. I, I do like watching football, though. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, definitely like Tabor. Golf, playing, mm. and baseball's my sport. Watch it. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Minus the Sabbath. I watch every Braves game. I'm home. He's faithful. Right. That's true. He's faithful, yep. Wow, talk right. about being blessed, being able to do that. I don't see them all, but if, it's, <laughs> if, I, if I'm at home, it's on. <laughs> right? You know, because oh, people man. say they can't make it through a baseball game. I can make it through a baseball right. game. Yeah, it's not here. boring to me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I can so, barely make yeah. it through an inning. <laughs> mm. That's fine. If I'm later I watch live, every other sport, yeah, too, yeah. but yeah. you ask for one. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're picking a fight with everybody. I know. Coming over the table. All right, so if I am – Watching sports, I love football. Mm -hmm. um, and if I'm playing sports, man, I I like football. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. nice. You get to play quite a bit? I mean, I play intermurals sometimes oh, I miss at the school. Nice. I thought you were going to say running, which is not a sport. I do, a like <laughs> a I do like running. Yeah. <laughs> You're killing me. <laughs> I like running. That's okay. I, I run. I hate it. Tina loves running. Mm. All right. Do, do, 
All right, oh, never mind. Love it's watching. <laughs> love watching okay, is sorry, is uh, American football. Okay. Uh, just to clarify, Thanks yeah. For <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you for yeah. realizing there's other cultures yeah. in this room. Um, and playing play. is basketball. I love playing basketball. Right. Okay, I struggle with this because I. Because yeah. you love everybody and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, love is a strong word for everything. everything but, everyone's yeah. his best friend. Every yep. sport's his best sport. Hey, yeah. we're, if we're he can hug the sport, sport, he can hug the sport. But anyhow, okay, so yeah, watching uh, football, baseball, A1A, I'm going to break the rules. I don't care. And then, uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> and then uh, playing, it's the same. Uh, I love playing golf. I'm terrible at it, but I really uh, enjoy it. But uh, I think football would be the game that I am. But I like playing softball. I don't know. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> Golf is not on my list at all for anything. You're lost. Hmm. Oh, I can't. I well, I'm terrible at golf. I can't. <laughs> Me too. I can't even imagine paying money to be that bad at something. So, anyways, uh, my favorite sport to play is basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I could only play one, it would be that one. And watching is football. There you go. Nice. A lot of football stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, awesome. So we're going to talk about some sports stuff, but I just wanted to get the primer set. And this is kind of maybe a controversial thing. I don't think it's controversial, but it's interesting because uh, at Diversity Hill, we don't shy away from politics. We don't shy away from religion. We don't shy away from race stuff. Yep. And so this is we're going to get a little bit into the race uh, stuff here because Kyrie Irving got into a little bit of hot water. Mm. He was suspended. Yes. Does was. anyone know this story very well? Uh, no one well. at this table knows it very well. I know well, he's no. suspended, and I know he said some things that, at least what I remember reading, he shouldn't have said, and he was slow or didn't apologize. Mm. That's what I, That's kind of a, it's a vague, like, if somebody asked me, what happened with Kyrie? He's suspended. That's what I would say. <laughs> so that's what I was wondering, because yeah. we, we all like sports. Yeah, but this no is Brooklyn, kind of a big. I don't think there are any Brooklyn Nets no, fans no, here. And and I really, no, and I really. fans there's either, basketball so fans. Of, but I really watch yeah. basketball as it gets near the end. Like, I, I, I check the, I don't watch games now. I don't. I, I watch it near the end. Like, gotcha. So here's here's a quick synopsis of the story. All right. Kyrie tweeted, and Kyrie is uh he tweets a lot, and he tweets interesting things, right? He's he's kind of this he he think he's like this thinker. He anyways he's very interesting, um, and he's very principled. So if he believes something, he kind of really stands for it. Mm-hmm. And so he was an anti-vaxxer, and he didn't get the vaccine for a long time, even mm-hmm. though he couldn't play in home games mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for the Nets. He's like, no, I'm not going to do it. I don't believe in it. So he didn't do it. Okay. He stood up for that. Um, and there's some other things that he stood up for that are kind of like, hey, I'm not just a basketball player. I'm this. All things that are okay. If that's what you believe, go, go for it. You know, I can I can get behind someone who's believed something consistent. So that's with a little bit of background because he likes to tweet a lot about these things. So he tweeted a a link to a movie that was on Amazon. Amazon was selling it. I don't think they were streaming it, but they were selling it. And it was a book they also sell. And I think the title is Hebrews to Negroes. I'll look it up. Yeah. Um, research. So yeah, yeah do a little research. Research is coming out. So in that book or in that movie, um, they are talking about, I don't know what they're talking about. I think there's this, I don't know exactly what they're talking about, but there's a lot of anti-Semitic tropes or anti-Jewish tropes. And part of the movie talks about, it's a documentary talks about um, saying the Holocaust never happened. So the makers of the movie and the do- or the documentary were anti-Semitic or no, I don't know. That's People who watch it say they are. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, here it is. It's okay. Hebrew to Negroes. Wake up black America. Okay. I think the concept is is that 
if I remember this correctly, is that the many believe that the the black people were the original Hebrews. That's okay. the premise of the, I don't know it all. So I could be a little bit way off and remember podcast people. We, we make mistakes sometimes, but I'm pretty sure this is what it was. And we want to make sure that we're growing through this. And if that's, it that's not, the, know. that's not the biggest point of this. The biggest point was that there's some anti-Semitic tropes or, you know, generalizations that talk bad about uh, Jewish people. And so that was, that was the thing. So Kyrie was called out as, basically promoting this link. Now he basically said and came out, I didn't promote it. I just put it up there. Right. That's what was it? Like, what did it say? And what, what it's been, like, taken what was he down. trying to accom- accomplish he, he, he here? Like, it. what was it? What was the context? I guess is what I'm trying to, there was out. not, it was kind of ambiguous. And when he even he talked about it, it's ambiguous. And that's why this is an interesting topic because it's kind of ambiguous. He put the link there and he said, I think he said something like interesting or worth uh, something or, and when he was asked about it, he's like, listen, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily believe all that's in it. I just thought it was interesting. And so when he was asked about this, he was asked to apologize because what he was promoting something that was anti-Semitic. And so the Jewish community and said, Hey, this is promoting things like there was no Holocaust. It's also promoting things that look upon the Jewish people as less, less than favorable light. Mm-hmm. Right. And so they were saying it promotes anti-Semiticism and hate towards the Jews. And so when he was asked about this, he's like, hey, will you apologize? He was asked during two or three press conferences. And during all of them, he never said, I was sorry. One, the closest he got was, I understand my responsibility. And so they're like, hey, are you anti-Semitic? And he never said, I'm not anti-Semitic. He would say things like, how how can I be anti-Semitic if I know where I came from? which in itself was an interesting comment. Yeah. And he would say things like, uh, you know, why am I being called anti-Semitic when I didn't, I didn't produce this video. Mm-hmm. So he would always kind of deflect it. Yeah. He said history is not supposed to be hidden from anybody. Right. That's, that's what his response. I mean, and he says, I'm not going to stand down on anything I believe in. I'm only going to get stronger because I'm not alone. I have, I have a whole army around me. That's what so he is said. He, is he saying, in our in history, the Holocaust didn't exist. I mean, is he saying so that? He, he came out later and said he didn't, he wasn't saying that. Okay. But it sounded like it. It, it could be. Up. And that was the problem with a lot of his tweets was they were very ambiguous. Never said I was sorry. Never said I was anti-Semitic. And it was always kind of this little roundabout thing. And that's what people were getting upset about. Right. So this is, this is, this are his words. He says, I'm aware of the negative impact of my posts towards the Jewish community. And I take responsibility. Then he said, I do not believe everything said in the documentary was true or reflects my morals and principles. But what they're arguing is that the movie has some disinformation. Uh, this was uh, Joe Sai, I think is how that's pronounced. T-S-A-I, Joe Sai. And um, he's saying that he was disappointed because he appears, he, Kyrie, <clears throat> appears to support a film that is based on a book full of anti-Semitic disinformation. And... Um, he says, he continues, Joe does, uh, I want to sit down to make sure he understands this is hurtful to all of us. So I guess he's a Jew. Uh, and as a man of faith, it is wrong to promote hate based on race, ethnicity, or religion. There you go. Yeah. And so part of it was the ambigu- ambiguity yeah. mm-hmm. of his comment. Now, he did finally apologize. Oh, he did? 
He I, did, I, but I it was after it statement. was after he was suspended. Well, I would also say his at least what you guys have said. His argument was that I didn't say I agreed with everything, but and I didn't promote it. I just put it on social media. When you have the following, you do mm, and like, or if I'm preaching and there's a hundred people in the audience and I say this book is interesting, I'm promoting it. Like he unless I wait, unless I explain, why that's what I say. Unless I explain, like this is why I think, and here's what I. Unless you explain, like we talked a little bit before about being careful in speech. I think that means we need to explain what we mean because everything, everybody has a different understanding of that. So when he tries to say I'm not promoting, he needs to realize his influence. Yeah. Mm. So October 30, uh, 27 was when he initially tweeted, mm. and um, the quote unquote apology uh, didn't come until November the third. So there were a lot of days in between um, his initial statement. He had like three apology. or four statements in that between. he made to the to the media. Yeah, in between. And it was very, like I said, amb- ambiguous. He never apologized, never said. And people want to say, we just want to hear you say you're sorry. Or can you please just tell us you're not anti-Semitic? Mm-hmm. Like he never, ever came out and said those. He's like, I don't know why I have to answer that when I didn't create this content. Right. And so... I mean, I can understand a little bit of both sides, I guess. I mean, I, I personally, I'm the kind of person who would say, of course, I'm not anti-Semitic, yeah. but that's me. And right. I'm sorry ever- I made people think I whatever, like you would, I think you would apologize for what, like if, if you've been in his situation, but that's where it's, like I said, you've got to explain more from the beginning. I think, I mean, for me, like you said, for you, if I have been called out for offending someone intentionally or unintentionally. I feel like it's the easiest thing in the world to be like, Oh my word, I am so sorry that you took it that way. Please forgive me. Of course I am not anti-Semitic. I did not mean that. Um, I'm so sorry. Uh, I just feel like his response was, even though I don't think he was being inflammatory in his response, maybe he was, but, his response was inflammatory. It made it a much bigger deal than it needed to be just because he decided not to be clear in his apology or in his, I don't know. Maybe he, maybe he was annoyed that he was being forced to apologize. It's like, you know, when I say to my girl, like you, my, one of my daughters, like you need to apologize. Right. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe he, maybe he had a hard time with that. And so he chose to be a little more defiant. I guess I can be that way at times. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Yeah. Especially Period. if someone's telling me, hey, you're... <laughs> well, I mean, he's had a lot of ramifications, right? Like Nike um, basically suspended ties with Irving for now oh. for what he did. So he's lost endorse- endorsements about, you know, from this. And um, But Kyrie has the reputation of being, um, I think some would say, not. I don't want to use the word stubborn, but um, like he said, he's going to, the more backlash he gets or, or pushback, the stronger the 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 more he digs in his heels. Now right? he did he did justify this saying, "Hey, listen, my people have been oppressed in this country, and I'm being told, you know, kind of how to act, kind of thing, and you know these things." But I'm just trying to teach people, and so he kind of, I, I think there was a defensiveness there because of the history uh, that he views in in his own eth- ethnicity's life, right? And there was you could tell there was some pushback there, like, "Hey," um, and I think. He, he was trying to do that, some of that, the history thing. Yeah, yeah, sure. And now now this is the question that brews in my mind, and I don't want to get off, you know, too quick if, if this is not where you wanted to go, PJ. But 
But my thought process is, should we apologize to someone who is offended by something we did, even though our intent wasn't to offend them? My answer to that in short is I always try to apologize for what I can without being rude. Like you can be rude in an apology. Like, I'm sorry your feelings got hurt. But that's not like, a that's rude. That's not that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But but if if it's truly like I don't but if I there's a time I don't didn't believe I did something wrong and I had to apologize to a church member, I said, I'm sorry that like either like I'm sorry we're here. I'm sorry that my words were interpreted like that. Like I, I'm still trying to own something, but I'm not. There is a way to do it because what if you didn't do anything? What if you felt like you yeah, didn't do anything that's wrong? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's I, what I'm yeah. going from. But I think you can still apologize respectfully. In about like if you misunderstood what I what I meant, right? I can come to you and be like I'm sorry. This is what I meant. Yeah. And try, but, like, but if you just leave it, you're right. If you leave it as a period, it's better. But someone, someone has said to me, like before, I was like, hey, I'm sorry you feel that way. That's or I'm sorry you took that that way. People see that that's a non-apology. That can be very rude. Yeah, yes. it yeah. can come across that way. Well, I mean, I think that, I think that when, especially when we're talking about race or when we're talking mm. about like um, anti-Semitism or whatever, how it hits that person mm. It's not something that I can evaluate, unless they tell you. Unless they tell like, because I I'm not in their I'm not in their yeah. shoes. Sure, right. So when I when people are like, "Dude, that was racist," and I'm like, "No, it wasn't." <laughs> well, I am not. <laughs> I'm not the one on the receiving end of this, or yeah. you know. So I think, sure. I think a great principle is one that Jesus taught: is do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Right. So how how would you want to be treated in that situation if you're offended, and and someone has said something to you that hurt your feelings, then you would want them to apologize. And you can say, I'm so sorry that I hurt your feelings. Okay. That's I mean, better I... than, that's better. Than, <laughs> my microphone just fell. So that's better than saying, I'm sorry your feelings got hurt. I'm so sorry that I hurt your feelings. I, that was not my intent. Do you know what I'm saying? That's a different apology than I'm sorry your feelings got hurt. I think, sorry, that's not my intent to good one. Because there will be times, I think, especially as Christians, that we will seem offensive to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's yeah. something that yeah. is is interesting. It's inevitable. Yeah, I think there will be times when we do things that people may seem, "Oh, you're against me," and you're like, "No, I'm I'm, I'm sorry." I'm, and for instance, there are times like I'll, I'll take my kids for instance. There are times when I might hold them accountable to something that I feel like they should be doing, and they be like, "You're picking on me." Uh, no, I'm not picking on you. I'm holding you accountable to a standard. And obviously as Christians, we sometimes do that outside of relationships and that's hard to do that. That's almost impossible to do to hold someone accountable outside of a relationship. Right. And so a lot of times the church has gotten in trouble for dealing with certain biblical aspects because, well, we don't have a relationship with them. Mm -hmm. You can't hold someone accountable if you don't have a relationship. I I think that that's extremely difficult to do. I agree. Especially in a religious setting. I mean, obviously yeah. we have we have laws in our country and there's no, you know, but in a religious setting, I think we've tried as churches to do that so much in the past. Hmm. Like we don't, I've, I've seen it happen where an adult doesn't have a relationship with a child and they're trying to correct. When you have a relationship, it changes everything. Yeah. Now there may be a time though, if you, yeah. if there's a strange child who's about to walk in the street, mm-hmm. I would hope that you're still going to stop them. Yeah. yeah. And that parent still might be, they still might be upset with you. Stop touching my child. You're like, mm-hmm. uh, I saved, I was trying to not mm-hmm. go on the street. Yes, they yeah. still might be offended yeah. by something you're trying to help. That's possible. Right, right. And so I don't know what Kyrie, I don't know what's in Kyrie's heart. And I want to be careful that we're aware of that fact. Yeah. I, I not, do I feel like I would have done something different? Yeah. 
And I do want to take a look at this a little bit because you talked about Nike, how Nike dropped him. Yeah. Here's another interesting story. Uh, Jalen Brown rips Nike after Phil Knight comments on Kyrie Irving. Now, so, isn't he one of a uh, fellow basketball player? He's a fellow basketball player. And there was another player, I think, oh, it was Durant, who's like, when this was happening, he's like, man, I don't know why people are making the big deal about it. We're just here to play basketball. I just want to play basketball. Mm. Which was an interesting comment. Yeah, no. That's he's not, he's even, not, no, he's not no. playing basketball. Like, like <laughs> nowadays, people are being encouraged to use their platform to go ahead and speak to a lot of these issues. Sure. So, so I don't want to give him that benefit of doubt. Either. No, and I didn't. I, I felt very bad when he said that. And I think there was some pushback to, to Kevin Durant because they're like, hey, listen, if, if some, when the Black Lives Matter thing was happening, we were promoting that in the NBA. We should be promoting the anti Semitism as well. Right. So there was a little pushback. He did clarify that and said, here's here's what I meant. Uh, But I find it interesting that Jalen Brown comments. Now, his his thing is that, hey, listen, Nike has sweatshops all over the world. Who are they to be the moral compass? Mm, Come on now. Interesting. That's that's a big one, right? Yeah. However, he's they almost I think in the picture I'm looking at, Jalen Brown is wearing Nikes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Now I understand that he's like, hey, listen, I'm not making a, a political statement, but I do know that when the NBA was going through the Black Lives Matter things, and I agreed with it, I was fine with them doing it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, to be honest with you, I didn't care. Like, if you want to be political, that's fine. If you want to use your platform, that's fine. But I do like consistency. Yeah, and, I'm and, a big fan of consistency. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> we cannot we cannot tell people how they are to respond to certain issues either. Like they're like they're over here telling him, oh, they're making a big bigger deal than it needs to be. Well, why is Nike treating him this way? Well, whatever. Well, you you don't control Nike, mm. so you can't control how Nike's yeah. going Nike to respond to something that you're that's doing, exactly. right? Well, so, we know Nike made a business decision. Oh, yeah, yes, that's what I'm saying. Obviously, that. if Nobody's there's these other things, right? Yeah, right? And, and and I'm not arguing right. that. I'm just saying though, only because he feels like this is not a big deal. It seems mm-hmm. right. You cannot dictate what kind of a deal it is for somebody else. Right. And I think that that's also kind of, I don't want to call it hypocritical, but there's two sides to that story that people also need to understand where it's like, Oh no, well, I don't think it's a big deal. Well, okay, you don't, but they might. And if it means that their business could be hurt, if they continue the ties with Kyrie, then they need to make the best business decision because they are a business, mm-hmm. you know, now granted we have a more business guru in our, at our table, you know, in uh in CMAS, CMAS? But I don't know anything really about this. <laughs> no, I'm not saying I about this. They... I'm just saying like, like in a business world, right? You're yeah. in business for a reason oh, and right. you have to make decisions that are going to either hopefully help and not hurt your business. Right? right. So obviously basketball players, according to Durant, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, we're just here to play ball. Well, you're not necessarily thinking business, you know, you're not thinking uh, in a business aspect. You're thinking I'm playing a game. Yeah, but they represent those companies. But they do. Yeah. And a lot exactly. of them get paid a lot of money. There you go. And we've but seen also, great also, athletes lose their endorsements. There you go. Not overnight, like instantly. Right. So. Exactly. Big athletes. It's in the contract, right? I'm assuming. I, I want to be, be very cautious in how I say this because I know it can come across wrong. So people, Could you say careful? Please, everyone. Could you, could you be careful? Yeah, I want to be careful. Ooh, wanna, he said we don't have to be careful. I just want to point no, that no, out no, earlier. I just want to be careful that I'm understood correctly. Because when Jalen Brown said this and Kevin Durant said it, it it rubbed me a little bit wrong because I'm like, hey, listen, someone someone was saying, hey, this was anti-Semitic. Can you please do this? Right. Can you please apologize? Yeah. Can you please apologize? And he didn't apologize. And they're getting on these companies for standing for those principles. Right. Right. When the Black Lives Matter thing happened, they were 
they were asking companies to stand with them. Yes, they were. And now they're not asking those companies to stand with them. They're saying, hey, listen, these companies need to understand, like, why are you doing that? You're doing this. But when it was the Black Lives Matter, they were asking Nike to stand with them. Mm. They were asking Adidas to stand with them. Gotcha. And that's why I want to be careful. Like, listen, I'm, do I believe they should have st- stood? Yes. Do I believe they should stand in this situation? Yes. I want consistency and equality, right? So for instance, here, here's, here's, here's another story. Um, and we'll, we'll try to wrap it up here quickly, but we all know John Gruden got fired last year Yeah. for saying, for doing emails that were racist and homophobic. Correct. Right. Yep. And the, the emails were not, who's hitting the, who's hitting Sorry, the, <laughs> what's what's hitting over here? Rookie. No, no, no. Rookie mistake. <laughs> Are you good? Go we do it all the time, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> At least Please there's apologize. no against us. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. No, you don't need to apologize. No, no. It, no you I didn't was asking you to apologize. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry oh, that, that we set that up in a way that that was uncomfortable for you. <laughs> Thank that's you. That's a non-apology, bro. I appreciate it. Anyways. That, that's what I was going to ask. What are, what are we, and you can get to it out. I mean. What, how does a listener apply this story to their lives? And that's what we're, okay. that's what we'll eventually we're going get to. Yeah, right. We're going there. So John Gruden made these allegations, right? What, what I don't no, remind John, me of and, the story. John Gruden had some emails that were leaked where he had said some racist remarks, said some, used some derogatory terms, racist derogatory terms and homophobic derogatory, derogatory. terms. And so when it got out, he was fired instantly uh, by the NFL. And so he, he made allegations that, hey, they, they fired me. They destroyed my reputation, which I think the emails destroyed his reputation. <laughs> right, right, right. But they, 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 they fired me kind of to cover their own, you know, bases, right? So, so the league wouldn't suffer. Like, they didn't look into it. They didn't kind of, and he feels like his things. Now, personally, I believe John Gruden should have been fired. If he's using that kind of language, and he's doing it in professional emails. Personally, I think if, hey, if it comes out, dude, how are you going to have credibility, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Do you guys think that too or what? I'm with you. I would say that the things he was talking about, you you are going to lose your credibility. And even if they were back in time, even if they were like some of them were a while ago, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like there's still, he knew, I'm careful how I say this, like we talked about, but like, yeah. He knew then it was not right. Right. Yeah. It wasn't like we're talking about George Washington or somebody that, right, that, right, right. that it maybe doesn't have the same lens that we do, but he did. Right. Yeah. Exactly. He, he did. I mean, he wouldn't have used that, that language in the locker room. He well, might've used some of it, but not yeah. all of it. Well, again, and, and I want you know hear from some of you others, but platform matters. Mm. Like, like if we want to bring this over to our case, there are certain things that we won't say from the pulpit. Right. Because certain of things I won't say because, on the podcast. Yeah, sure. And, and the reason being is that some, someone may interpret it mm. in a way that is hurtful, even though that's not our intent. Right. And, and this is kind of, again, going back to that whole thing with, with using your reach to encourage something negative. So I, I agree. I just Googled what some, some of his emails said, and I do agree that he should have been fired. Okay. Especially since, especially since, like you said, I liked your point where you're talking about these are professional emails that were sent like with a work account. You know what I mean? Um, even if they weren't, even if it's a private account, that's, but I agree with you. This is a professional thing, but 
even if there was a private thing, like the professional thing, just to me takes it over the top. Yeah, that's even more. That's an instant fire. It's not like you could say, "Hey, this is your personal beliefs. We got into your personal email somehow." He put these out because it's a business again. Sure, and the business has to save face if they don't agree with someone's morals, or you know. But but not to I don't remember was it Jalen Smith not to be Jalen Smith here the Nike. But, yeah, it was, but it was I do think good. when if you if you appreciate consistency, mm-hmm. I do think it's interesting that Jalen Brown, uh, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown. I do think it's interesting that Deshaun Watson's playing. Oh, I, I can't. Yeah. I think oh. he should be gone. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. just saw today like, he bought a seven million dollar yeah. house. He's going to play and, next week, and he's going to play. I think next week. Uh, yeah, well, it's, it's eleven games. He's got to be out. That's his, yeah. yeah, next week or two so. Week like, yeah. where's where we have we have grace toward towards someone who put some women in very uncomfortable situations. Alleged. Or, sure. It wasn't well, a, it um, wasn't in an email. There's a but, lot of there's a lot of smoke. Yeah, there's a lot of smoke, you're right. And that most of the time well, it's fire. But other times to your point, the same thing. There people have done domestic violence. And been and that was confirmed and, and confirmed convicted and uh, yeah. And came back. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So I just think I get annoyed with mm. with the like you said, like the inconsistency in these uh, situations. And it's hard. I wouldn't want to put myself in a leadership position like that, but I, I don't know, man, it just, I don't like it. Well, I mean, this is, this is tough, right? This is tough. And we always share this on our podcast. We don't have all the details. Like we just got to go based on what we've been, we're able to mm-hmm. gather. And then we try our best not to assume, but you know, the, the difficult part is, the sport is still entertainment. Mm. It's not it, a moral compass of the isn't. world. But however, because of the fact that we like how they play or their popularity or something of that sort, we give a lot of people um, too much leeway to influence us. Especially, we also give them grace if they're on our team and they're really good. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's what it is. We, <laughs> you know, if, it, if it's to our benefit, right? I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, so so because of that, I'm trying to say, we also got to frame it where it is, mm-hmm. right? It's in the entertainment business, but they have such a huge influence. You have to be held to a higher standard when it comes to certain things. You're talking about athletes. Well, I'm just talking about in general. in general, like like not even athletes. Like we can talk about no, CEOs of companies, and we can talk about you know other people in in, in other places. But I don't even think it's it is the higher standard. Yes, but to go back to the emails. Like I think the lowest person in the law in in the organization that isn't held to that high standard should be fired based on what they said on the. If that right. you know if what I'm saying, like, line, like, yeah, there's so, a, like, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not arguing <laughs> that. I'm just trying to say we also have to understand what and who we're dealing with. And if we're talking about an entertainment industry, right, sometimes we give too much, uh, I don't want to say credibility, but we give too much of uh, too much freedom and influence from them to really impact us and our behavior. Right. And we shouldn't do that. We have to have our own morals that we hope, you know, as a Christian podcast is filtered through our relationship with Christ through the word of God and then understand that that when we are going to behave, say something or anything of that sort should be covered in what we believe in, who we believe in. Does that make be sense? Be consistent. Be consistent. That's what you're saying. Well, well, be consistently, we... but. So, go ahead. So, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. They are an entertainment organization and we should not look up to them. 
especially when it comes to morality. There the go. frustrating thing is, though, is that they weigh into certain areas mm-hmm. of morality mm-hmm. and then turn a blind eye to other areas Nailed of morality. It. And this is exactly why I'm saying our morality cannot be based on a human being. Or a human institution. Or a human institution. Yeah. We have to really align ourselves with the word of God. And I see that Tina is about to burst over there. Go ahead. No, man. no, you just <laughs> you said it. I think perfectly. I think that the reality is our society craves um, these people we put up on pedestals, the pop culture, the sports athletes, whatever else. And whatever we find our interest and passion is, as we all talked about our favorite sports, whatever, or if it's not even sports for whoever you are and you love something of, of pop culture or the entertainment industry or whatever else, we, we love these people and kind of make them our, Heroes are, are, and we, and we idols. look up to them, our, our idols. And, and, mm. you know, if we are not grounded <laughs> in understanding what, what God's word teaches and how we are to live holy lives, as, as Peter talks about, um, then, you know, it's, it's these heroes we look up to and we kind of are, are steered whatever direction they kind of believe and what they say. And, and so, Hence why we have the society we do. It's it's just a, a plethora of, of all kinds of ideas and beliefs and postmodern. I mean, that's what it is. And so you kind of go with what you feel is where your heart wants to lead you. And we will extend more grace to somebody uh, that we like. That's what I wanted to say. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Than, than to somebody who we don't agree with. Or someone who aligns with our worldview. Mm-hmm. Yep, so yep. this is what I, I want to. This is really what I want to bring up too out of this too. Like, what are some takeaways? Beautiful takeaway of you know we need to make sure that we're aligning with God. Mm-hmm. We also another takeaway that I get from this is that hey, listen, we need to be consistent in how harsh we are with people and how graceful we are in people. Nailed it, right? There you go. You know, mm-hmm. we need to be as graceful with Kyrie as we are with Gruden in certain areas. Like Kyrie never said anything outright, but there's an implication, right? And we need to make sure that we're just because we agree with this person's either political thing mm. or maybe even their theological, you know, we, we believe with this theological realm of theirs. Yep. Like, yep. Oh, they believe in this principle and the that's theological understanding. Yep. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and I, but we need to make sure we're being as graceful with everyone, but also being as, you know, I guess accountable to, to everyone too. And and that's so, it. That's it. Like, I, I don't want to, I know, um, PG is going to drop a bomb here in a sec. I think. Okay, oh. not a bomb. No. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow, my the way you is, put things. Sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was, honestly, it was the first word that came to my mind. Was, now I forgot I what I was going to say. I had something. Right. I had something amazing, life changing, but now I don't know what it was. No. <laughs> I was going to drop a word, but a word was the word that came, but not bomb. But anyway, All so right. yeah. no, but, <laughs> we used to see this only happens live. People appreciate your your patience with us, um, but. But yeah, I, I think accountability is the word that like that's the word that I wanted to highlight because uh, some of us um, struggle with accountability. Right. And I think that that there are certain opportunities that are given to us that we have to be held accountable for when we fumble them. Right. But then we have to be consistent, though, in where we stand. And a lot of that, again, comes from being aware, being aware and you know, being okay with being held accountable. No, I was just going to say, I think we, I want to remember based on this story and other, and other things that I never have the full picture. Mm, yeah. True. Even stuff that happened to me. I, I read this quote, like we don't, everybody's fighting a battle. We don't know about like, yeah, I can look at, read a story and be like, well, they should have done this or that. But like, 
in reality, I need to know there's more to it. And I think we forget that when dealing with people, yeah. like in our church or in friends, like, man, there's so much more that we don't understand. My son, if, do I have time for a quick story? Yeah, okay. Let's all see. Right. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. So, no, he was doing, and, and this, Chris, did you want to say something? I'll, I'll forget it. By okay, go ahead. Just go ahead. No, 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 no. Go into the story. I'll make it really, I won't, I won't do the story. I'll just say, write it down, Chris. The, the quote that's been kind of in my head for the last several weeks is that comparison is a thief of joy. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And that, how I got there was when I start looking at there and comparing what I would do in that situation. Mm-hmm. There, like, I just need to stop. Mm. step back and say, I don't see the full picture and stop comparing what I'm like. Just let, let my focus be on God and be grounded in him. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no. Follow go. up and then I'll go. And, and, and that's why I feel like it's so important. This podcast about having conversations, mm-hmm. like getting to know someone's view and not being so like uh, um, offended at first. Cause you don't know their story. Mm-hmm. Like you have your own story. Like me and, Curse we're sharing our different money stories, you know? Well, you're wrong. Anyways, but I'm saying- <laughs> Because it's your opinion and yeah, your opinion is always right. right. And we're helping, right. I mean, exactly. If not, it wouldn't be my opinion. There you go. But we need to make sure that we're having conversations and trying to understand someone. Mm-hmm. And that way we can be graceful when we understand their story more. Go, Chris. Well, I was going to say, we, we're all going to make mistakes. Yeah. Every one of us oh, around yeah. this table, mm-hmm. we're going to make mistakes. Yep. We're going to maybe say something, whether it's from the pulpit or on our, on our social media, whatever it might be that could be offensive and how we handle that really is the big thing. And, and sometimes whether we agree with the pushback or the backlash, sometimes we have to take the high road and say, you know what? I screwed up. Yeah. I messed up. I, I wasn't the person I needed to be. And that's hard. You know, yes. I saw somebody the other day who, who apologized to a group setting for something they did that, that was, it felt bad, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the way someone treated somebody and that takes a real, that takes something to do that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think it, when we do that, and, and again, no judgment on Kyrie, but it changes the whole tone of everything. When That's we admit, it. like, hey, you know what? We aren't perfect. We did. We could have probably handled this better. Mm-hmm. I didn't really mean this and go out and just say it instead of leaving it to be ambiguous, mm-hmm. which is sort of what's happened here. It's like, well, you could take it a lot of different ways. So Saying yeah. I'm sorry is so powerful. It's so like, hard. to. It's, yes. it's hard, but it's powerful. <laughs> like, how many people in our life, I can think of a couple that, like, never say sorry. Hmm. And you remember that the next time there's an argument, well, I'm not going to get a sorry from them. It's almost, I, I don't want to give up on them. But you almost are like, I'm not going to say anything because there's no there's no point. But when someone is apologetic and willing to, to grow and change, it makes that relationship grow better. Yeah. Like when you're, it's, it's a better situation if you're able to apologize. There you go. Yeah. Well, this was a fairly decent conversation. Fairly pre- decent. It was great. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate you guys. I'm, yeah. And, and thanks, thank you for sharing. Sorry if we offended you at, at some point, which I'm pretty good at doing. Sorry if my words offended you. <laughs> Sorry if you got offended by what I said. Oh, man. But well, you know. We also want to hear your words, and we get those at diversityonahill at gmail.com and also on the IG at diversityonahill. So we look forward to hearing from you. Yeah. The listeners. So maybe we'll have a guest prayer person. Oh, I like that. He's pretending to be asleep. <laughs> He's pretending to be sick. Oh, I first? thought you were talking about Josh. <laughs> oh, oh, you're going to have Jay Wu praise. No, all right, pray. go ahead, yeah. CMS. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, God, thank you for this group. Thank you for the listeners out there. Yes, and uh, we just ask that in our own lives, we would uh, strive to be more like you mm-hmm. um, in the way we treat people, um, in the way we handle situations, whether it's in our own life or people that um, we're dealing with. Um, help us to always have your lens, uh, your grace. 
Um, even when we have to hold people accountable, that can be hard, but let us do it in grace. Mm-hmm. Amen. Um, and thank you for your love to us and never, ever leaving us behind for the things that we do. Mm-hmm. For always loving us. And that's important for us to take home today in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the University of Hill podcast. This is PJ, and I'm out. T Nod, and I'm out. C Mass, and I'm out. J Wu, and I'm out. PG, uh, and now I am out till next year. <laughs> PG, you, never, oh, go ahead. you never know. We've had you before in off season. I know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and PK here, many blessings. Till next time. <laughs> <laughs>